It's time for the Friday Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. Hit the guys up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Now, with your Friday Rush, here's Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. Because I want you... You listen and listen good, all right? Students? Yes. Stay or you will pay. Last week was a downright embarrassment to the great tradition, the great gift that is Sooner football. Now listen, you nampy, pamby, pathetic pansies, you wimpy wussies, you low-down losers. I do not want to hear, it's too hot, the sun's on my face, the Wi-Fi's not good enough, I can't get on tickety-tock. Well, boo freaking who Excuses are for losers. You stay. You go the distance, baby, with your Sooners, you bunch of big old babies. Reminder to the students, the database is in my hands. I know who you are. I don't want you, I don't want to hear, oh my gosh, the sun is so hot. You big old babies, stay at the game. Thank you, Uncle. Enjoy your trip to Palo Alto. Boomer freaking Sooner, baby. All right, appreciate that, Uncle. He, uh, You don't have to worry about where he stands on the uh, crowd participation from last weekend. Uncle's telling us to stay in your seats tomorrow night against Kent State. Hey, no big deal. We got a special guest. We got the birthday boy himself. We are at the Bob Stoops Golf Tournament. Jimmy Austin OU Golf Club. Coach, thanks so much for joining us. First off, everyone on social media today has been wishing you a happy birthday. So from uh, Sooner Nation, happy birthday. Well, thank you. I appreciate it so much. I've uh, received so much love from the Oklahoma yeah. fans. I appreciate it. Uh, my buddies were all out at the HBC Champions Foundation golf tournament, a fundraiser that we do every year that supports uh, children's organizations. Our foundation strictly supports children's foundations from Norman, Oklahoma City. So the money's all here locally. Uh, we distribute 99.9% of the money. And uh, it's fun. we got a ton of people out here having a great time, have a big uh, celebration, fun uh, party here this evening at the Pavilion at the Jimmy Austin OU Golf Course. But i got to admit, I, I've been out here on the golf course all day. I haven't seen any social media. Well, so if you check I, Twitter, it's crazy. I apologize that I haven't responded or, or liked anything. <laughs> Whatever you're supposed to do, I thank everybody. I really do. I appreciate it. Uh, the love in this uh, state has been incredible. And uh, so we're, we're just having a great time, and uh, good to be with you. Always appreciate being on. And uh, Anyway, uh, yeah, we're having a great time. So, uh, uh, again, my apologies if I haven't been on social media. I'm always late to the party. I'll get it tonight or tomorrow. You're on the golf <laughs> course. You everybody. should be checking social media. <laughs> exactly. well, believe I mean, come me, on. if you ever notice my stuff when I retweet or get back whatever thing, I'm always a day late. So That's all right. So be it. That's not my first uh, thing to do. 
But uh, it's a great time. So I love what OU's doing, the start of the season with Coach Venables. He got a great staff. Uh, Brent's the best. So it's exciting. I can't wait for tomorrow. Yeah, uh, kind of talking about tomorrow, uh, you know, question we ask each other is, you know, what does success look like? Sure, you can do score prediction or anything like that, but in your perspective, what does a successful game look like tomorrow? Is it specific things you want to see on the defense, offense? What is it to you? Very similar to the last week, just playing good, sound football. You didn't see many stupid mistakes or penalties. And that that's big. You know, people, you know, you have foolish penalties, non-playing penalties after the play, before the play, things like that. I thought our guys were really clean last week and uh, had some, but you're going to always have some. And played sound, good football. I mean, we ran the football well. Dylan and, and the offense threw the ball well. Defense got their hands on seven, eight balls, yep. nine balls, which – are going to turn to interceptions. You yeah. keep doing that. The coverage was strong. You didn't see anybody running free. Uh, great kicking game all around. So anyway, I, I just that's what I'd look for tomorrow as well. That's good, sound, good, clean football. I remember Coach Switzer told me after our first game, which was also I think against UTEP in '99, he said I could tell the first game that these guys know what they're doing. That they're going to be good. They're playing solid football and. You could tell what good football looks like, and I, I thought we looked like that last week. You know, I, I'm curious to know how proud you are of the growth of the Bob Stoops Champion Foundation, and it helps at-risk or ill children. And I've grown up around here my entire life, and I didn't know until I read your book about how involved you were with the Children's Hospital in Oklahoma City. Why was that so important to you, to be up there every single Friday and then at the same time not make a big deal out of it? Well, I, I was asked many times for TV cameras or people to follow me and write about it or show it. And to me, it just takes away the authenticity of it. Yeah. I, I just love the connection with these families and children. And it happened, uh, Kay, Kay Tanger, who still goes to the Children's Hospital, a volunteer. Kay got me involved, I think, in 2000, after 99. And I get you can get spread out, or I can't do everything and still do my job. And I thought when I went up to the children's hospital and went around to see all these children, it was like, this is my deal. This is perfect. You know, this is, I love children and, and their families and getting to know them. And until you've seen what they have to deal with for months and half a year and years, what they've been through, you know, you, you just, uh, that was that became my passion, and I thought this is what I'm going to put my efforts into instead of going to 10, 11, 12 different things. So, so anyway, that's how it happened, and I still have great relationships from children. I met in 2000, 2002. I was, I was just last few years with a young, young lady that's a dear friend of mine, that went through two battles of cancer that spanned probably eight, ten years. Bridget, and she's uh, from over in Blanchard, and still close friends, went to her wedding, still keep in touch with her, go to lunch once in a while. Those kind of things are what really matters, and it matter, and you really start to build relationships with these young people that go through so much. And it's so, it's so difficult at, at a young age. You think about it, you know, you're, you're in the hospital for a year and then you're you're out for a little while and then you're back for another couple of years it's, it's just hard yeah, it so anyway 
that was um, it's been rewarding to me the friendships I've developed, you know, through these people and the people at the OU Children's Hospital, K Tanger, all the support, the staff up there are just incredible. It's a, a great hospital, and people fly in from all over the world for the OU Children's Hospital. So it's uh, it was neat to be able to do it. I, I have a harder time now that I'm. I don't have a schedule. You know, my schedule's all over the place. But I still, and, and tr- truth be told, I tried to go back up, and because of COVID, you couldn't. I, I couldn't right. see anybody. So I hope to start back uh, to be able to go up there on a regular basis. And and uh, in around, although I'm, I'm not the head coach anymore, they don't know who I am anymore. So <laughs> anyway, sure which do. is okay. No, they don't. The young people don't. But back then they did, and uh, it was just incredible. Uh, They'll know you now as the XFL head coach. How yeah. about that? Yeah, right. Who knows? Yeah, there you but go. that's okay. But it, it's been uh, incredible, and uh, the Bob's or the XBC Champions Found uh, XBC HBC Champions Foundation. Dot com if anyone wants to ever donate to it. Right, that's uh, over $2.1 million uh, yes. uh, so wow. far with uh, with Coach Switzer joining in 2018, of course. Um, and he's always been supportive. And yeah. Coach was out here uh, earlier today taking pictures with all the golfers with me. And then he's going to come to our uh, evening party. So he's the best uh, helping support it with us, and he's part of it. So it's great. With, uh, with, with kind of that, you know, shifting to the – development of the person you know brent venables talks about it a lot it's hey look the, the soul mission things like that like like that like giving back to the community that is part of development as a person that is not tackling that's not running that's not throwing talk about how important that aspect is of the program now with the soul mission things like that of actually developing the person uh instead of just the player that we're seeing yeah that, it's it's incredibly important and brent's all brent's all about it does a great job with it he got a great staff to do it and uh and that's that's his heart which is great you know so i always felt the same way you know that it isn't just about winning in football that these are young men with you that you have to help develop uh, to mature into great grown men that'll go out and do positive things in the world and they they have so uh, I, I look around the country and all the guys we have out there doing such positive things. So it, it's great. And uh, love Brent and his heart for it, too. And I know Brent will have a, his own mission and what he's doing with his foundation and things like that. And I'll support it in every way. And uh, hopefully, you know, the OU community will as well. Coach Bob Stoops is our guest live on The Ref. What do I have to do? Like, Maddie, I don't know where he ran off to. There's no telling. Maybe he's the guy I need to get in contact with. How do I get a blow-up rock and roll tequila guitar guitar out in front like there is in the pavilion right now? I'm gonna have to talk, I'm going to have to talk to my rock and roll tequila guys and find <laughs> out. But uh, How do I get one that's full of tequila? I, yeah, that air. That's the one I want. I need that's one in the front yard. I know my wife yeah. will just love that. If <laughs> who's, uh, who, who's, the, who's the golfer out here that uh, if I'm putting together a scramble team uh, that you got out here that's a former player of yours or coach or anything like that, that uh, who can really swing it out there? Uh, I don't know. I just saw Teddy hit. Uh, Teddy Lehman hit some good shots out there and okay. uh, bombed the big drive about 320. He does. He, he, he doesn't have he does. any muscles. I need, I, need, so I, need to, I need to get out there and swing anyway, with him a little bit. It's like Anyhow. a grenade going off when he makes contact. <laughs> yeah. if, I, if, I if I had my, you know, take of anybody, it would be Nate Hibble, though. 
well, yeah, back yeah. in the day. Oh, and I'll be honest, I've golfed with Sam Bradford quite a bit, and you talk about a real player. My man is uh He's good at everything. You know, listen, he's a scratch or he's a probably a plus two, three, four. I mean, my man can really play. Hey, so, some guy's got it all. Last question, we'll let you get back out on the course. Five years ago today, five years ago today, Baker planted the flag at Ohio State. Oh, you had that big win in Columbus. But you were also in the horseshoe that day, and it looked like you were up in a box with your family. I, I just I've never asked you about this. I was curious because that was your first year of not coaching, for coaching for so many years, and then sitting there not coaching in that big game. What, what was that experience like in Columbus for such an, an incredible moment in OU well, football history? Two things. I was incredibly proud of Lincoln, all the coaches, the players. Played an incredible game. Yeah. And that's no surprise. You get so many teams, you know, you get some programs, OU, Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, certain Georgia, whatever. You name six, seven, eight of them. They go anywhere and play, and you can bet they're going to win. Or or they're not intimidated. Notre Dame in that category, they just played a hell of a game at Ohio State. There's there's a handful to two handfuls of teams that you put them anywhere against anything, and you, you better not count them out. And it just like Notre Dame came in here and beat us, then we go there and beat them. Mm-hmm. Ohio State beats us here, we go there and beat them. There, there's those kind of teams that they can win it any time. And uh, so, but at the time, it was really hard for me. I mean, it's my first year out. I think it's only the third game of the year. I was still figuring things out. But I wanted to be there, wanted to support them, uh, could not see it. You know, so... Uh, it took me a while. I mean, I'm now, I think, six years out or seven. What is it? I don't know. doesn't matter. I'm bad about counting years. But bottom line is I'm in a good place, but it took me a while. It was it was hard, and I never regretted my decision. Uh, but, um, you know, it's hard when that's all you've done. Sure. And then all of a sudden you're a spectator. It's seriously, like, what am I doing here? But um, anyway, um so be it. That's life, and uh, you keep adjusting. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, you say you're, you're not counting years you're out of it. Obviously, you did the media thing, um, and uh, now you're getting back into coaching, you know, XFL, kind of the relaunch of things there with the Rock and all that. Uh, how excited are you about that? I'm excited about it. Um, I don't start. We draft in November, start practice in January. First game's the weekend after the Super Bowl. It'll be, a, I think, Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday games. So I'm really excited about it. Let's face it, I'm not the only one. When the Super Bowl's over, everybody's depressed. (laughs) Now you get it. We're going to have a 10-week season, one playoff and a championship. So I'm excited about it. I I love that the last time I did it, I'll be working the Arlington team. And uh, we've got great ownership, uh, you know, with The Rock, Chris. You know I mean? With with The Rock and then uh, – you know, they're, they're just uh, Redbird Capital and uh, and and his his ex-wife uh, Danny Garcia, uh, great people, great ownership that are really invested in it. They want to really make it great. Hopefully, it'll you know. It, listen, we were doing great the last time, and COVID just bounced everybody. I mean, not just a startup league, but around yeah. the w- world. I mean, you know, businesses everywhere. So. I think it'll it'll be good and great, and uh, love love the people we're working with, and uh, 
the ownership's incredible. They, these people are really invested and want to make it great, and I, I think they will. Well, right. Anything the rock, the rock touches right now turns yeah, to gold. No, so. Honestly, and I've, luckily, Dwayne Johnson's been with us in different meetings, and he's awesome, just a real approachable, good guy, just as he comes across. He's every bit of that. You can't fake all that and all the success he's had. He's, he's a wonderful person, and, uh, again, the, the ownership with him, is really strong, and and I don't, you know, I just really believe we're gonna we're gonna have a really good product. All right, I lied. Last question. I ask you a football question. So a lot's been made this week. A lot's been made this week of well, I mean, yeah, OU goes fast offensively, but they got to do more to help out their defense. They're gonna have to slow it down a little bit, or it's gonna be tough to play complementary football. I think that that could be a little bit of an over exaggeration after one game. But you're the perfect guy to ask. I mean, yeah, 2008, you guys are going so fast. You've dealt with this before. How do you think that marriage is going to work between both sides? And and I, I, I believe in the system and what they're doing. I, yeah, sometimes the statistics might might be skewed a little against the defense. But so what if you're winning? It doesn't matter. Um, I went to Kevin Wilson. I'm a defensive guy by nature when I came up as a D coordinator. I'm the one who went to Kevin Wilson who had already done a fast – you know, uh, no huddle offense. When when I brought him here from Northwestern, I said, Kevin, we got a better quarterback than everybody, a better offense than everybody, better personnel for the most part. Not always, but I said, why don't we snap the ball more than them? I mean, that's only going to be positive for us, right? And he, he he we went after it with Sam Bradford and our crew there in 2008, and we lit it up. And uh, I, I, you know, there'll be times. And, and I thought Lincoln did a great job of this. Times when you really roll and go, and there's times you're in the fourth quarter and you're up three scores or, say, two scores, and it, it behooves you to have a four-minute drive. They know how to pause a little bit, take a little more time getting, the, getting lined up, getting the signal in. You can casually still milk the clock and be no huddle. And... Uh, you know, so they'll manage that when when they need to. Yeah, and and naturally we we talk a lot uh, with you about Coach Venables and whatnot. Um, but bringing up the offense, uh, how nice is it to have a guy like Jeff Levy come back and and really not have to worry about the head coaching thing like we saw with Lincoln had to be the head coach, but also had to call plays all this. How Levy can really focus on the offense and w- what something like fifteen plays in, you're already up twenty-one nothing. I mean, that takes a lot of focus. Tell us what it's like to have Jeff Levy and what he's looked like so far. I think Jeff's awesome. I mean, he's got a great background, great experience. Um, I think he does an awesome job. He's respected, uh, unbelievably respected throughout the coaching community for what he understands, what he does, how he how he uh, teaches and coaches. And uh, you could tell, um, you know, he and Dylan have already worked together when you go out for the first time and they were – they can operate that fast with very few problems and, you know, be as consistent as, as they were in the first go at it. Uh, I, I think they're on a great track, and I, I think he's awesome. And um, and I, I think it's only going to keep getting better. If you're going to the game tomorrow, you better have a spot with the TV. 6 p.m. this game starts, 6 p.m. Kentucky's going to be in the swamp tomorrow night. So I'm hoping you'll be able to keep your eyes on both of those. Fortunately, Joe Castiglione, President Harris, I've got a small suite that just fits my nice. family, and I've got a good TV there to watch. And uh, 
that that along with watching OU, I can watch what Kentucky's doing, and I'm lucky to go right now. Mark is tied at Kentucky with Paul Bear Bryant mm-hmm. for the most wins in program history, and I'm going next week to to with my family. I'm going to Ohio first. My mother, sisters, see all of them, and then we're going to all fly down together to go see Kentucky play Youngstown State. I know. How, how crazy is that? Of awesome. all places. How crazy is that? Incredible. And, he, you know, if he wins tomorrow, he'll be the all-time winningest coach, but if he wins against Youngstown State, he will be, and they're think they're planning on recognizing him at that game. So I'm excited to be there with them and with the rest of my family, and we're very, you know, obviously all families are close and you know, stay in touch. So anyway, it'll it'll be it'll be great to be there. Yeah, and it's cool that Mike gets to be there too, since he's on the staff. You know, coaches and you guys know this. Your family spread out all over. Yeah, not everyone can get together during a football season. The fact that Mike gets to be there—that's a really yeah. cool. Yeah, and his well. family. And uh, yeah, Mike's the linebacker coach there now, and he's loving it. They got a really yeah. strong and good team. So anyway, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to being there, and uh, hate that I'm going to miss the Nebraska game, but. You don't become the all-time winningest coach at a, at a, at a program. Uh, that doesn't happen every day. So I, I, I needed to be there with them. Hey, appreciate you doing this. Thank you, guys. Happy birthday. Actually, I'm, I'm going to stick around for one more second. Okay. Awesome. All right. Look there at that. We go. Hey, uh, you got a question for Coach Stoops, 405-651-3439. We'll continue with Coach next. Keep it locked on the ref. fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. It is the rush on the Ref Football Friday live from the Jimmy Austin OU Golf Club here with Bob Stoops, Coach Bob Stoops, for another segment. We were talking there off the break uh, about the incredible Kent State football alumni that they have and did not include Nick Saban, Gary Pinkle. They uh, also played there as well. But you had an experience at Kent State early in your coaching days. Yeah, luckily, uh, you know, I had been at Iowa, played – you know, for four years, five years, well, it was a redshirt a year, and then five years as a GA, volunteer assistant. I'm 28. I just got engaged to Carol and uh, got married that uh, summer. And uh, fortunately, Dick Crum hired me that spring for a full-time job to coach outside linebackers. Dick Crum was the head coach at Kent. And uh, always appreciated him, loved working for him, wonderful man and coach. And, uh, yeah, my parents were wondering if I was ever going to make any money. You know, I'm 28 years old, still haven't yeah. had a full-time job. And uh, loved coaching, and fortunately he gave me a break and uh, went there to coach and uh, loved it. Uh, we didn't have a great year, but uh, I loved my time there. We were, I was only there nine months. Good thing for me, I was 45 minutes from Youngstown, mm-hmm. 30 minutes from Cleveland, like 10 minutes from Akron. It's an area I was very familiar with. Heck, we had a Thursday night uh, basketball with my buddies back in Youngstown, so I could go back for play basketball for two hours and then drive home back to back to uh, Kent in the evening uh, in the off season. But loved being there. It was a great start for me, and uh, there are a, gr- a lot of great alumni there, and, uh, and they've done great. Uh, they have. They're a good team last year. Oh, listen, they won the MAC last year, and those MAC teams, as you know, are all strong, good football teams. They play good football. So, um, so anyway, it you know won't be as easy as people think tomorrow. It's uh, they're a good football team. Yeah. All right. So we're going to the text line uh, for some questions uh, for Coach Stoops. Um, 
First, we've got uh, from the 918, from where I hail, I always lend, you know, the 918 listeners tend to get more uh, stuff from me. So um, some advice for a father raising a young athlete. Um, encourage, never let them get down. People develop, young people develop at different ages. And to me, it's all about uh, do your best and have fun. I've, I've texted my boys since they were very little. Play hard and have fun. It, it's, uh, it's a game. And I think too many times people at young ages put too much pressure and too much weight into what actually happened. Go play hard. Have fun. People are going to develop at different ages. One guy in, his, in high school may not have developed enough, may not have as much success, and all of a sudden he has a big growth spurt or all of a sudden blooms and all of a sudden, you know, the muscles start popping out. And all of a sudden his junior and senior year in high school, he's way better than everybody was in eighth grade. Yep. Just keep working at it, enjoy it, have fun with it, and don't put too much pressure on anybody at young ages and uh, – you got to enjoy what you're doing. Someone else wants to know what your favorite hole out here at Jimmy Austin OU Golf Club is. That's easy. Uh, <laughs> number 12, the, now the uh, par 3. It was my only hole in one so far. I hit a great shot. I don't know, it was about 160, 65 shot, yard shot over the sand trap where the old tee box was. I don't know if people remember that. It, you couldn't see the ball go in. But I knew I hit a perfect shot, and if it wasn't on the apron or within 15, 20 feet, I go. I said to all my buddies, I said, it got to be in the hole. And I, and I wasn't surprised. I walked up, and it was in the hole. <laughs> well, I'm glad there was just a big group with you. You'll take a hole in one whenever you can get it. But I don't Not know. Not by I, yourself. I, yeah, you don't want it to be by yourself. <laughs> so my, so, yeah, okay, Bob, I'm sure you hit my one in today. No, I really did My hole-in-one was by myself, actually, out of Cherokee, but there was a group on the green waving me through to play through yeah so i was playing alone and uh it was whole four out of cherokee and i actually clubbed down 151 yard par three clubbed down to a pitching wedge because i was like i don't want to hit one of these guys with you know on the fly so i hit it rolls front of the green and in and they they, they jump up i figured i was close i walk up there i was like thank god you guys were on the green because yeah. nobody would have ever believed this my problem i we had it was we had a little break before at the end of camp and i came out just for four hours and we had the day off. I think it was a Saturday, but we were starting uh, season like uh, the two-a-days the next week. So I couldn't tell anybody. Everybody would be like, what the hell is he doing out golfing the week before they're going to two-a-days? But anyway, so be it. Uh, uh, it, was, it, was, it was a great shot. And uh, we've got another from the text line. Obviously, five-year anniversary since the flag plant. What was your initial reaction seeing, or were you? did you see it, or did, were you making your way down to the field? Uh, what was your initial reaction with Baker planting the flag at Ohio State? Yeah, I, I was on my way from the press box to the, uh, to the field to greet the guys and to see Lincoln coming off the field and Mike, my brother, and all the other guys there, the coaches that are all so close to me. So uh, I didn't see it, but uh, so be it. You know, he, he, you know, Baker's an emotional guy, and I love him. You know, so uh, when he's on your team, he's what you want. And uh, yeah, so be it. You're gonna be, uh, you gonna be tuning in Sunday. Oh, for the, uh, you, you bet. <laughs> I will be. I won't miss a play of it. Yeah. <laughs> that first drive on Saturday, Dylan Gabriel pulls the zone read, gets upfield, scores, and I said to myself, "Whoa!" I, I didn't think that he was someone that couldn't move. But I guess he surprised me a little bit with how athletic he was. What were your 
first impressions of Dylan Gabriel last I've Saturday? I've seen a lot of practices. No, he's he's athletic. I yeah. mean, um, maybe like Baker in that he can scramble and move around more than you think. He's not Kyler Murray, neither was Baker. But they can pull the ball and make something happen. And and I think Dylan will continue to do that when the read's the right read and I can pull it and get 10 yards, he's going to do it. Right, right. Uh, another thing from the, the text line from the 405. Coach, I want to smoke meat tomorrow, but need help deciding what to smoke. What's Coach's favorite game day smoked meat? <laughs> the hard-hitting questions here from the text line. I know this isn't popular in Oklahoma, maybe, but uh, I'm not much on smoked meat. <laughs> Uh-oh. I, I'm not. Uh, I'm a pretty regular guy. I, I just like mine grilled. <laughs> okay, so, okay. I can't tell you, but uh, anyway, uh, whatever whatever you choose, have at it. <laughs> Here's an interesting question that's referencing your first year in 99, and it was that road game at Louisville. You guys played really well that day and won that game, I think, by a couple scores. It says – I've always thought that Louisville game was huge and forgotten in your first year. How do you remember that game? I know you've talked about that A&M game in 99, how big that was kind of to yeah. set the table, but what about that, that so, early season? It's a good, fair point uh, by him. I, I appreciate you bringing that up. It, it was a big win. Louisville was a good program at the time. Uh, let's face it, uh, our years leading up to 99 weren't stellar by any means, and we went in there and played a really good, solid football game all the way around on the road and, and won in a, in a very sound way. So I, I felt that was a big stepping stone for us. Uh, but I felt there was more to come. Um, I, you know, I hated the fact that we had big leads against Notre Dame and Texas and had lost. Mm-hmm. To me, those were bigger measuring sticks in my eyes. And, and then we did it all in A&M. To me, the A&M game is where we went over the hump. And uh, they were defending Big 12 champs. Uh, they, let's look up the scores the previous couple, three years. Uh, A&M Shut them out in College Station, I think the year before, uh, like 29 nothing. They wore us out. Yeah. Uh, they had several big scores against us. And I told our guys, we've been ahead of games. We've got to learn to complete a game, to, to play a full game. And these guys are defending champions. They're coming into our place on homecoming. We need to make a stand, and we need to, we need to plant, basically plant the flag like we're, we're done taking this from people and, and showed them what their scores had been ahead of our you know, previous years. And we need, to, we need to play a full game. And, uh, heck, we, Seth Luttrell ran a fake punt. Uh, my man Patrick Fletcher bailed me out on a fake field goal. We had we you know, so people know. We told everybody we're faking the field goal, but we forgot to tell the kicker. Oh man! So <laughs> we put both the tight end and wings out to, to the wide flat, the corner in the flat. He was supposed to go right down the middle, and we we're gonna throw the ball right to the kicker down the middle. You know how the kicker's over doing his own thing? We thought he's in the huddle. He wasn't in the huddle. So he doesn't know we're faking. P. Fletch pulls the ball up from the from kneeling. He looks around. There's no, no one down the middle. My man takes off, and by a half a football, had no business making a first down, dives for the first down, makes it by a half a football. Two plays later, wow. we score a touchdown, and we wear them out the rest of the day. Oh, like, what man. was it, 50? 51 to 6. 51 to 6, Final yeah. score. You know, that's crazy. So, I've never heard that story before, but that's the second story that I've heard OU football where someone on the special teams forgot Coach to be told Switzer, something. The Coach Switzer, the onside kick at, at yeah, Oklahoma State. Yes, that's happened twice. So it happens. It works it, out. Sometimes luck is better than execution. Yeah, so sometimes you just 
get lucky. And, and in my eyes, P. P. Fletch made a huge, just on his own, made a hell of a play. I, I don't know if uh, you've thought of this or someone told you this, but it's going to be a great trivia question in 10, 15 years. Who had the first reception of the Brent Venables era? And that's going to be Drake Sticks. Yeah, I, I know who it was. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to keep that trivia question in there handy at some I, point. I pay close enough attention, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, love it. Love what Brent's doing. I can't say it enough. And his coaches. They're, they're really doing a great job. Seriously, thanks yeah, for doing this. He put together a wild staff, that's for certain. That's one thing I always brought up when people from the national perspective were saying, oh, Brent has never coached before. I look around, you don't get Todd Bates unless you know what you're doing. You don't get Jay Valai. You don't get Ted Roof to come on. You don't, no doubt. You don't get Jeff Levy. You don't get all these guys unless you're nationally respected in coaching circles. That's, That's how you get those guys. Brent's been making decisions for a great number of years and, and in front of players, leading them, motivating them. Even if you're just doing it for half the side of the team, you know, the defense, no different than leading the whole team. He's got it all, and uh, he's going to continue to do great. I'm, I can't wait to watch it thanks for doing this again all right, guys good to be with you Appreciate happy it. birthday time. there you go coach i gotta bob go back stoops. out on the golf course absolutely well, boomer I, sooner to everybody <laughs> there you go boomer <laughs> sooner coach bob stoops more to come next on the ref keep it locked on the homeless sooner fans the word is spreading and the ref army is growing keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true sooner fans and that's the ref radio sports network and worldwide on the kref app Football Friday on The Rush. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson. There are uh, some moments with this job that you will uh, never forget, and I will never forget what just happened the previous 45 minutes. And I want to put it in perspective. That 45 minutes was incredible. Bob was, was awesome. But I want to focus on this. Bob just joined us for 40 minutes on his birthday at his own golf tournament. And he sat here and repeatedly told us, like, no, it, come on, keep, keep out, let, let, let's go. I, he is, I, it was an incredible head coach, everything football-related. He's an awesome person, man. And, and I'm not just saying that because of what he did for us today, but who does that, man? 40 minutes on his birthday at his own golf tournament. He was so gracious with his time. That was just, that was amazing, man. Yeah, that I mean, so and, cool. And, and having him cover up his mic and say, no, I want to stay, I want to stay, I'm like, Man, a, either it's really hot out there, <laughs> or uh, yeah, he's just uh, generous with his time. And speaking of his generosity, um, he's obviously got the uh, uh, the HBC Foundation after head ball coach uh, foundation, um, supporting you know children's hospitals, very much children, sick children um, oriented. And to give to that, the text line hit us a couple different texts. I wanted to kind of group them all in together. Yeah. Uh, they asked how they could support uh, the HBC Foundation. Well, here it is. Contributions can be made at the website hbcchampionsfoundation.com. Or you can email championsfoundation at outlook.com. That's hbcchampionsfoundation.com. There you go. So go donate there. And, uh, wow, what a fun 40 minutes that was. And no surprise, he, he really likes his football team. I think we all really like the football team. Yeah. And, you know, I asked him about Dylan Gabriel and kind of his first impressions. And, you know, he made the comparison to Baker in that, no, they weren't Kyler Murray, right? But they can Who still – Yeah, well, they can still make plays with his feet. And I think that that's a really good – it's a really good comparison. I don't know if their 40s, Dylan Gabriel and Baker Mayfields are – identical but in terms of 
how just fluid they are, you know, running the football, pulling that on the zone read. I think that there's a lot of similarities there, and no, Dylan Gabriel will never be mistaken for Kyler Murray. There's no doubt about it. But he brings something to this running game, and I think the quarterback running game is going to be a factor this year. It will be a factor. It already has well, been and, a factor. And, again, as we've talked about, it's it's not necessarily about the designed runs, anything like that. Every single play in this playbook is, is you know, you got three options, triple options. You have your RPO. It's Dylan can keep it. Dylan can throw it. He's got to read, everything like that. So you're going to see him keep the ball. But what I'm excited about is his mobility and ability to extend plays, extend the pocket, things like that. Because as a, uh, as a Vikings fan, I have to watch uh, Kirk Cousins uh, you know, fold like a lawn chair every time somebody sneezes next to him. Uh, Dylan Gabriel's not that type. He's going to be able to get outside the pocket and let the ball fly if he needs also, to. Also, we found out a secret. You know, if, if Britt Venables is in a situation this year, next year, or whenever it happens where they need to recover an onside kick or they need a big special teams play late in the game, just don't tell everyone the same call that's being – tell that's the, the kicker key. someone else that's, that's someone key. different because it's happened twice in OU history, and both times they've ended Worked up with great. huge moments in the game. Worked out oh great. Oh, my God, that's yeah, incredible. Those those stories are, are fantastic, and it's it's it just goes to show you even the best, even Hall of Famers, you know, Sometimes the communication is not necessarily hey, there. Hey, great teams create their own luck, man. Okay, well, and what and what if uh, what if the punter doesn't have a very good poker face? You know, maybe he doesn't need to be in on it. Um, by the way, and I, I've been, I was meaning to bring this up today. You know, speaking of special teams, for as much as I think that we've overreacted to some certain things from this past week, how about what some people would have said may have been the biggest question mark coming into this year is the kicker. OU is just fine at kicker on Saturday, right? I, no one. Nobody has brought that up from Saturday, and not that he was being put in situations where he had to kick right. 63 he had the yard field goals or anything like that. But, but the 22-yarder was to cover. So, well, so yeah, it's a high-pressure Biggest situation. kick of his career yeah, right there. Uh, you know. Everyone would have noticed if he would have <laughs> yes, missed that kick. exactly. But so far, so good on, on, on that end. Yeah, and and you like that he wasn't put to the test, you know. Um, you know, went down there, only had to kick the 22-yarder. PAT's fine. You know you have a weapon already at punter you know michael turk is an absolute weapon i mean how about him you know jumping out of the gym if you will to grab that high snap and still get a good punt off i mean uh, special teams seems to be such a huge plus for us uh, this year you see billy bowman he's gonna return a couple you, you just know it he's gonna return a couple or at least to have multiple like flip the field type returns Who's going to be the first to make the joke on the text line that uh, Coach Bob Stoops did more radio on the rush than Teddy Lehman did today? <laughs> any, any, anyone willing to make that joke today? Well, hey, well, well, hey you know, Teddy Lehman's he's out of the golf course. Oh, the wait. golf course. Oh, yeah, Bob, oh, yeah, Bob was too. Oh, well, yeah, yeah I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I just, hey, just throwing it out there. Just say it. Bob gave us 40 minutes today. I, I, I that that still I'm not going to get over that for a while. Just his willingness. He told us two times, and I'm sure it was out over the air a couple times. He was like, "No, I'm good. Just just yeah, keep going. Stay. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay." And then he told us, "No, I'm joining you guys for the next segment. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm sticking around for the next." Yeah, segment. I'll go grab my clubs. Hey, Bob, take over. Man, back. that is that is awesome. That is so incredible. And by the way, you can hear Bob every single week on the ref. He joins Teddy and I every single Tuesday at 3:20. But that was the best Bob interview we've had, and it 
Not even close, to be honest. All right, we got to talk more college football. More OU Kent State on the other side. We'll hit some of these national games as well. 405-651-3439. It's the Friday Rush right here on The Ref. We're the home of Sooner fans. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of The Rush on a football Friday. You know, a little radio one-on-one here, one-on-one here, you're always trying to have a tease going into the segment that makes the listener want to listen through the break to hear the payoff of the tease on the other side. And admittedly, I could do a whole lot better with my teases going into a break. But the best tease ever, and I don't know if it's ever going to be topped, is what just happened here 20 minutes ago when Bob Stoop said, uh, I'm joining you guys for another segment. That is the ultimate radio tease. Uh, I will never come up with something, a tease like that, that will make people stick through the break. Not that you, you can pay off. Not if, that you can pay off. If you heard that, if you're out there listening and you heard that, there is no way you did not hang through the break. You're staying in the car. The you'll you'll stay in the car. That is what you are after in radio, is making people stay in the car throughout the break to hear the next segment. So amongst many things that you did for the show today, Bob, thank you for giving us the ultimate radio tease. That was awesome. Yep, and again, that's the HBC Foundation that uh, this tournament – is supporting uh, over $2.1 million to worthy causes um, that uh, they've been uh, doing since 2001. Tempo Tempo with the offense. We asked Bob about that. It's been – a lot's been made of it this week. Are you concerned at all with the tempo uh, with this offense mixed in with aiding this defense, helping them out quite a bit, or is this just an over-exaggeration No, week one? I am very much in the camp of if you can score 21 points in 15 plays, you do it. And even even Brent's philosophy of who cares? Go go make a stop. Go make a stop. I don't I don't care how fast or slow the, the offense is going. He even said we didn't run into a situation Saturday where we needed to ask Jeff to slow down the offense because they they, they didn't. It's it's very much now will there be times that maybe some people in the stands say, Man, defense is on the field for a long time, a quick three and out might put him out there again, but we're we're not gonna have I don't think a ton of quick three and outs this year. Just 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 looking at what Levy's done in the past. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how they balance that if they try to balance that a little bit more this week or not. I mean, it's one of the maybe one of the key things that we're to be watching for tomorrow. Another thing is young players. Jeff Levy admitted earlier this week, I wish I would have played more guys. I gotta think we see Jaden Gibson tomorrow. Yeah, you think early, right? Like. Yeah, you look at the snaps. They had them, but you want to get them in early. It'll be interesting. You want to get guys like Marvin Mims the ball more, but you want to play more guys. There's got to be a happy medium there. I think we see Jaden Gibson tomorrow, and I think we see a kid that we all say, oh, my God. He's going to moss somebody. He is a uh, true freshman, and he's doing this already. Okay. He's got a bright future ahead of him. Final hour of the Friday Rush rolls on next. Keep it locked on the ref.